Bretto, did you know? No, what MP? That studies show white tea is healthier for you than green tea. Wow, MP. That's right. US studies are now showing that white tea kills viruses and bacteria, whilst green tea only stimulates the immune system to fight disease. Better yet, MP, white tea is lower in caffeine, which is good for people like me, richer in antioxidants and great for digestion and a super detox remedy. White tea is no fat either, Bretto. The Chinese have been drinking it up for over 1,000 years and now our Wellness Couch tribe can enjoy the same benefits with Lotus Peak White Tea. Grown in mountainous regions of China in accordance with the ancient Chinese traditions and expertise without chemicals and pesticides, Lotus Peak White Tea is good for you inside and out. Certified organic and Australian-owned Lotus Peak White Tea is available in Woolworths, Coles, Safeway and a range of health food stores. To find out more, go to lotuspeak.com.au. Lotus Peak White Tea, an affordable way to stay and feel healthy. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett, this episode's brought to you by Forage. Forage. Love my Forage cereal, Damo. My Forage Paleo with uh, such a great way to start the day. I make my little homemade almond meal, uh, almond milk, I should say. I put some uh, strawberries on it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I love Forage. Um, I created it with your health in mind, and obviously I created Paleo because you told me to. And uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for that. But this episode is brought to you by Forage. It's a great tasting, incredibly healthy, no added nasty muesli range that uh, I created to help you stay well. So if you want to see more about it, go to www.foragecereal.com. Hi, this is Damien. And this is Brett. Brett Brett-O, good morning to you. Good morning, mate. We've, um, it's Monday and this podcast is due to go out about an hour and a half ago. (laughs) <laughs> and, and we we forgot to do this intro, but I don't know why we forgot. I think it's just we were both being busy, and you've had an anniversary, so congratulations, mate. Yeah, that's that's my excuse. We'll the go with that one. Look, yeah, well, it looked beautiful. It looked beautiful where you were, and some back to the old form. Brett and Steph pashing all over socials again, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just to bring us back up to speed again. Thanks for that. But that's all good. We're, uh, we're joined today on this podcast, which is actually a really interesting podcast with uh, Richard Henfrey. Henfrey. Um, and Richard's um, got quite a, an exciting background. He's, he's the current CEO of Blackmores. Now, let's be transparent with everybody. Blackmores has asked us to do this, um, this particular podcast, and we've said, yes, we'd love to. And there's a number of reasons why we wanted to do this, because I think one of the main reasons why I wanted Blackmores, uh, wanted to do this for Blackmores is because they're really advancing um, nutritional science in Australia. They're there batting for naturopaths and nutritionists and supplements in our industry in Australia because it comes under a lot of scrutiny with the government. The TGA is a little bit anti. Um, Big Pharma doesn't like it because it's effective. Um, the Friends of Science and Medicine, well, they're just tossers, mm-hmm. and they don't uh, <laughs> they don't want uh, to see anybody else succeed except for Big Pharma 
drug companies and doctors. Um, and that's not the way in which Blackmore sees the health industry going. So we thought it was a really great idea to actually get Richard on um, on our podcast to actually have a chat. And it's quite good. Yeah, absolutely. And they're doing some good stuff, Damo. I mean, not just in terms of the stuff you spoke about in terms of the advocacy and uh, and obviously providing great products, but they're doing some great stuff supporting the community, you know, trying to get everyone moving, uh, doing some running festivals, supporting some special athletes. They really are uh, doing a world of work in the community as well, which I think is worth mentioning and, and just a nice sort of feel-good story as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, just to uh, you know, look at, at Richard's background, he's quite good. Like he was a board president of the Complementary Medicines Association of Australia, so that's the CMA, um, from June 2011 until December 2015. Um, and that's the leading industry um, Body, or it's the industry body for complementary medicines, and his whole thing was about working on a comprehensive review into the regulation of the complementary medicine um, system, um, and 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 that's that's been in place since 1989. So he had a big role to play in that. Prior to Blackmore's, he was at Telstra in roles uh, including director of tech sales, Telstra business, general manager, business sales in New South Wales, general manager of marketing strategy, Telstra business and government. So he's had a lot of uh, corporate, you know, experience. But you'll notice that he has a little bit of a uh, a little bit of an accent, um, which is, is is nice. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't mind that at all. Um, and he's, he's come over from um, from the, mother, the motherland, actually, um, and. Yeah, he brings with him a wealth of knowledge, but you can tell that he knows a lot about our industry, and you know, and he cares a lot about it too, which um, which I really liked. And so we do talk about all their partnerships. We talk about uh, what they're doing with the Special Olympics. We talk about um, the Sydney Running Festival, which is this weekend, I think, Bredo, isn't it? Yeah, coming up, Damo. Yeah. Are you on your flight over? Well, are you on your flight over? Not, not yet, Damo. Not yet. I'll be at the football, um, so you can. Um, one of us has got to at least go and back for a team. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. But uh, let's uh, let's get into the interview and and let everybody while they're driving listen to this because it is a great interview and it's really an, a great thing to listen in on and hear how Blackmores is is helping our community and doing a great job. Richard, it's great to have you on our show. Thank you for joining us on the Wellness Guys. Tell us what's happening at Blackmores at the moment. What are you guys up to? Yeah, look, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's a really exciting time of year for us at the moment. So we uh, sponsor the main sponsors of the Blackmore Sydney Running Festival, and we've been doing that for about uh, 15 years. Uh, so we're all busily preparing, uh, preparing ourselves for that. That's great. That's fantastic. And there's other things that are in the pipelines too. Like I, we're very aware of um, all the great work that Blackmores is doing. And, um, for, you know, to my fortune, I've been fortunate enough to get along to the Australian Open because you've sponsored that in a number of years mm-hmm. running, which has been fantastic. You seem to be becoming more involved in uh, in sports and supporting athletes and, and supporting organisations um, that are associated with athletes. And one of the great things that you've uh, just recently launched is the Special Olympics Australia Partnership, which I'm really excited to hear about. Can you tell us more about that yeah sure so this is this is associated with our with our um our running festival um sponsorship so we've been sponsoring the running festival for 15 years um and this year we've decided to sort of mix it up a little bit with a relationship with special olympics australia uh, and the reason we've done that is we want to shine a bit of a spotlight onto diversity and inclusion within sport but actually within within business and within life as as, as well so uh, you know, obviously, Special Olympics Australia, they are an organization dedicated to providing opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities to get involved in sport. And, and, they, uh, and, and they run a, 
they they run the the, the Australian um, contingent to go to the Special Olympics uh, World Games um, uh, every year. So uh, we're really excited to be involved with them. Well, it's a nice shift for sporting sponsorships, I reckon, Richard. You know, we've kind of gone through the uh, you know the cigarette sponsorship. We've gone through the gambling sponsorship. You know, I think I think Blackmore's is a bit of a better fit in terms of sports if we're promoting something just a little bit healthier to our kids and, and when they're looking up to their athletes. So I reckon that's a really good thing. But um, tell us about why you wanted to get involved in Special Olympics. I mean, it's it's obviously something that uh, you know it has sort of seemed to be uh, really rising in terms of its profile, and and it's such a good thing. I I think for people who often have struggled for finance, have often, you know, it's often been a very difficult thing, I think, for these athletes to be able to afford to go to something like the Special Olympics. Is, is that what you were thinking in terms of getting involved there? Well, yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, the, the, the first thing is, is really to get us all thinking a little bit more about some of the barriers that, that we have to overcome. I mean, we all have small barriers to overcome to get to get fit and get moving, whether it's you know, an injury that we've had or getting out of bed at five in the morning to do to do the training. But actually, when you put that um, against some of the challenges that, that people with intellectual disabilities have just to get involved in something like sport, it, I think it really it really gets you to sit up and, and, and take notice and and kind of realize that, you know, some of the barriers that we face in life are, are, are pretty small. So, um, you know, the, the great thing about Special Olympics is exactly that. They give they give people who are otherwise maybe um, ignored and marginalized in society the opportunity to get involved. And, and through that, um, we have found they have found some some incredible um, some incredible talents, some incredible athletes. And, and I think that gives us a, a, a sort of role model for all of us, to be honest. It's a really wonderful thing to be doing, particularly at this time uh, in in Australia's um growth and, uh, and and development in terms of our, our culture and uh, with the culture certainly shifting um, more and more and you know in in a better sense towards uh, inclusion and and uh, diversity um, it's uh, it's really timely that you guys have, uh, have become involved in that and as an organization is that something that you're very um, conscious of in your own workplace is ensuring diversity uh, within the workplace as well as inclusion of, of all people yeah, absolutely, and it has been for a very long time. And and I have to say, I look out, I look out into society, and I'm really heartened by um, the 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 steps that have been made to to expand the conversation about diversity. So, you know, a few years ago, conversations in business and in, and you know have really been really been around the number of women the number of women with board positions in this country. But we're much more talking now about diversity of. Uh, you know, gender, race, uh, thought, um, and actually the value uh, in a project or in in any aspect of business of of, of including a broad range of of those uh, of, of people with different backgrounds into uh, you know in, in, into those in, into that work. Um, so certainly at Blackmore's, we've we've uh, you know we've always felt strongly about that, and, and that's something we've tried to we've tried to espouse for for a long time. Um, but it's great to see that those ideas getting more, uh, you know, more currency in in the sort of social uh, social landscape of, of Australia. But what I would say is, is I, th- I think intellectual disability is one of those things where, you know, we've, we've, we've probably still got an awful lot to do. And it's and, and, and it's, you know, it's very easy to see people who have an enormous amount to contribute uh, being overlooked by society because we can't look we can't look past some of their some of their their own challenges. 
Yeah, it's such an interesting conversation that's going on in this area at the moment, I think, Richard. And, you know, there's a lot of debate around what the best way is to try and uh, to mitigate that and to try and you know, move forwards with this. And you know, what are your thoughts around that in terms of, I guess, things like um, quotas? You know, I, I saw, uh, you know, some stuff in the news recently where they were, I think, at one of the local universities here in Adelaide, there were female-only positions advertised for. So they were only looking for females for those roles you know what's your thought in terms of the way forward um in in creating a bit more equality in these areas yeah look in in general i'm i'm not a fan of of hard quotas um i am absolutely a fan of targets and and so certainly when we um you know when we uh, identify an area of the business where we're falling short of our targets we'll look at um shortlist policies and things so we make sure we are getting uh, the best possible uh, set of candidates for a role or, or, or for a position, um, and 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 then and then once we once we've made sure the shortlist is being is being properly uh, properly constructed, then then we'd always we'd always seek to seek to recruit the best person for the for the role. Having said which, quite often you end up with two really really strong candidates. So if you if you have a target, you know what you're aiming for. Some, sometimes you know it, it is appropriate to make that make that decision based on. Based on the, the the diversity target that you're trying to hit. No, it's really great. It's really great, and it's really nice to see Australian organisations doing that. And um, it's great to see Blackmore's at the forefront of that. So good on you, Richard, for leading that change. I think that's a, you know, we need big companies to lead that change in that way. Um, keep that one going. My Thank wife's you. very passionate about that. Yeah, She's in HR, do. and she yeah. does she does a great job with that too. So. Um, I want to know more about um, some of these events that you're, you know, you, you guys are involved in, and particularly the Sydney Running Festival. How many people do you get joining that uh, that event or that fest that festival? And you know, are there are multiple distances that people can do. Yeah, so it's it's typically around around thirty three, thirty five thousand people, and they and they run um, either a full marathon for those who are really keen, or a, or a half marathon. There's also a ten k and a sort of three and a half k family fun run slash walk. So we've got something there for all abilities and all levels of, of fitness. And, and one of the reasons we love doing it is just the um, the message it, that we can send out to the country about, you know, getting active, getting out there, getting moving. And, and, and you know, I would say come and join in because it's always a great day. They close the Harbour Bridge. So, so all of those all of those events go over the Harbour Bridge with no, with no traffic. And it's a it's a showcase of Sydney at its best. Nice. I think I might have actually done this. I can remember doing I did a run when I was living in Sydney where I did run over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And the surprising thing I learned was about that, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Was that from the pub to another pub or was that? Uh, <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. No, no, it was a run. It was a run. And what I remembered about going over the Sydney Harbour Bridge is it's way more of a hill than you think it is. Like you actually have to go up quite a lot to get over the bridge. I thought it was kind of flat just from driving across it, but it's actually yeah, look, it's the, quite the challenging. Rest, the, rest of the, course is, the rest of the course is pretty flat, so I, I think of that uh, that hill at the beginning as a, as a nice a nice little warm-up run, uh, and then obviously you get <laughs> down down the other side and then and then reasonably flat for the rest of the course. Uh, do you run it, Richard? You must be fitter than me, Richard. That's, that's how... do, do you go for the run, Richard? Do you do it? Yeah, look, I've done I've done the half marathon a couple of times. Um, takes me quite a bit of training to get up there to be able to do that. So, um, so I'll be doing the ten k this year. Yeah. And what's what's the date, Richard? Because I have got on my calendar sometime in the next six months. I really want to do a half marathon. I'm, I'm doing a bit of a challenge. You like my challenges, DK? Okay. And and th- this time, my challenge I want to do is I want to see if I can run a half marathon without doing any running preparation aside from just doing my CrossFit. <laughs> oh, and to see whether I can do a half marathon. Um, 
Yeah, it's a bit short notice. It's it's the, the date is the 16th of September, so a bit short oh, notice. Wow. If, you, if your if your objective is to do a half marathon with no training, then you've still got time. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. You might, Sunday. You might Sunday. Be able to pull that off. I reckon you could pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Now, I, <laughs> as a practitioner, Richard, I used Blackmore's in my very early career, twenty something years ago, um, in the practitioner range. And then there was, you know, a shift in in Blackmore's, and I actually, and then I moved into a, a pharmacy environment. So I got access to the retail range, and we used, um, you know, the Fort range because they were the ones, you know, people may or may not know that the Blackmore's ones that say fought were the ones that had carried certain amounts of research and the formulas were designed according to the research so um we used that and so then along the way blackmores has managed to evolve significantly and you've acquired some big companies along the way like bioceuticals and um ice away and all of those sorts of companies and you seem to be going from strength to strength and morris um has has done a great job in establishing a a company that's you know in australia leading the the change or the, the the charge what are we finding at the moment, though, in Australia around supplements and regulation and acceptance? Are we still bashing our heads up against corporate, or sorry, government um, issues, or are we are we paving the way? We're we getting a, a great job done. What's happening there? Yeah, look, to some extent, I mean, I, I'd say the one thing that the one thing that that um, unites all of those brands under the under the Blackmores Group umbrella is is our commitment to the highest quality products backed by backed by the best uh, the best evidence. So, um, you know, I think for those companies that take that approach and, 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 and really focus on uh, the way they're sourcing product and the way they're, uh, the claims they're making and the evidence they hold for those claims, um, you know, the environment is actually, is actually very good in Australia. You know, people are taking far more interest in their own health. Uh, generally, people are interested in a, in a natural or a preventative alternative first uh, as, a, as a sort of first line of defense, if you like. Um, so I think the I think the outlook for the industry um, is is strong. There's no doubt that there are you know there are always there are always challenges challenges with regulation getting getting a, an appropriate regulatory environment that recognises um, the risk the risk of the products uh, and, and the benefit of the products. I think it's something we need to keep keep fighting for. But actually, the changes that have come through over the last year or so, I think we're broadly we're broadly um, you know we're broadly positive about those, and I think and I think we have a good uh, you know we have on, on balance a really good uh, 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 regime in Australia that sort of gives you the best of, of of sort of consumer protection with the with the quality the manufacturing quality that's baked into the regulations, um, but as well as freedom freedom for for businesses to to sort of launch and sell their products. And Richard, do you find it frustrating at times, though? I mean, there, there does seem to at times be, uh, you know, a split level of, of regulation and, and proof required when it comes to more natural therapies as opposed to perhaps some of the pharmaceutical therapies where, you know, it seems like even though the risk is so low with some of these more natural therapies that they seem to get held to a, a higher level of evidence sometimes. And, and particularly, you know, we're looking at stuff at the moment like private health rebates getting influenced and those sort of things. You know, do you find that a, a challenging environment to work in? Um, and and to work through in that natural therapy space. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is somewhat. Um, I mean, natural medicines, alternative, complementary medicines in in Australia are regulated as medicines, and so it is. Uh, it is required that there is uh, evidence for for the claims that are made. Uh, on the whole, I think that 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 gives us an environment where you know the claims are appropriate, the advertising is appropriate, and I, I think the market is. Uh, the market is quite well uh, is, is quite well run, but there's no doubt that there are 
there are challenges. And one of the challenges we face is just is, is, is a sort of level of skepticism, um, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, particularly coming from some, some branches of the medical community that, that actually we don't see in other markets that we operate in. So, for example, many of the, many of the markets across Asia um, have a very uh, different relationship with traditional medicines and preventative, preventative or natural, natural health. Uh, and we see a much more, a much greater acceptance and integration of um, sort of modern Western medicine with 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 traditional or herbal 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 type um, type products. So I think Australia does have does have something to learn from some of the other cultures. Um, but on the whole, I think we have quite a good balance here. Hey, um, I'd love to go come back to some of your. Uh, you were talking before about moving before, and uh, and I noticed that Blackmores have launched the Let's Move campaign, which I think is a fantastic thing. You know, we're often talking about how people are spending far too much time sitting, um, and that our modern sedentary lifestyles just are not helping us. And obviously, you guys deal a lot with the, um, you know, with the nutritional side of things, but it's great to see you guys promoting this movement side of things as well. That you know, we talk about it a lot to people as chiropractors. So, tell us about the Let's Move campaign and what's going on there. Yeah, look, look, we we like to take a really balanced approach to, to health health and well-being, and that obviously includes um, you know diet, um, you know appropriate supplementation, but 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 absolutely lifestyle exercise. And there's no doubt that the the human body evolved to move a lot more than you know certainly those of us who have largely largely sedentary jobs. Um, you know, we're, 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 our bodies are meant to move much more than 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 they do, and. I think all the all the new research out at the moment about about sort of a sedentary lifestyle being being uh, you know being the, the new big health risk is 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 absolutely right. So so we are absolutely inspired to to um, you know help the help the country just think about how much they're moving during the day. You know just just to think about the importance of movement and exercise and just changing habits to get some of that some of that. Uh, it doesn't need to be a sort of you know. A huge gym workout, or a, or a you know a twelve k run, or something. We just get some normal movement back into our back into our daily routines. It's really great, Richard. It's a great uh, a great um, initiative. Again, you guys are, are really doing some great things, which is fantastic. I'd like to know, Richard, as the CEO of mm-hmm. a very big company and a company that continues to grow. Um, obviously, you have uh, significant demands on your body. You need to sleep. Obviously, you need to eat well. What's your regime look like? What supplements do you take on a daily basis to keep your body in good nick? Oh, I take uh, I take a heap, um, <laughs> but 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 any any anyone I I believe that anyone my age, certainly men men my age, I'm just in my fifties, um, should be taking CoQ10, and I and I think I, I certainly noted a, a an increase in my energy levels after I started taking taking that product. Um, I take uh, I take fish oil every day. Um, and I take a biocuticals a biocuticals product for uh, for cholesterol health as well. So um, amongst amongst some others, but um, I live a reasonably healthy lifestyle. I eat well. I exercise a bit when I when 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 time uh, you know when I have time. Um, I guess my my big issue, and I think this is probably in common with a lot of a lot of people, and and maybe certainly people in, in high stress jobs, is is actually sleep. So my uh, health resolution to myself is to is to take my sleep in in hand and and, and get better sleep. Nice. And so, what's that look like for you, Richard? You know, you said a healthy diet. So I'd love to know. You know, what what is your version of a healthy diet? And how many hours of sleep do you try and get a night? <laughs> okay. So I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm any, any paragon at this, but um, certainly I always try and eat a good a good balance. Um, 
I don't get my five veggies and two fruits every day, but I am I am at least conscious of conscious of trying to uh, you know, trying to some of the time. And um, I, mean, I guess if there's a if there's a sort of diet or a nutrition fad that that I try and follow, it's this sort of flexitarian thing where. You know, sometimes I'm eating I'm eating meat, but but quite often I'm not. You know, we'll eat we'll eat fish or vegetarian at home. You know, several times a week. So, those are the sorts of things we we try and we try and do. But it's um you know I think we all have to recognise it's a it's a bit of a struggle sometimes, and it's something you have to always be a bit bit conscious of. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, it's very good. And very and in terms of sleep, if I if I can get seven hours seven hours sleep a night, I'm doing really well. Usually, I give myself enough time to do that, but I wake up early hours of the morning with all these ideas and thoughts running around in my head and then can't can't get back to sleep again so seven hours i'd be i'd be great yeah yeah seven hours gee that'd be good sounds great to me <laughs> <laughs> sounds great to me um richard this has been a really engaging conversation i'm really um i'm, I'm excited to have chatted with you it's a big deal for us to get a ceo of a, of a great company to be uh, chatting with us and we're very grateful for you to have joined us on the wellness guys show um, obviously, people can go and find out more about the Sydney Run Festival, Running Festival. Uh, and do they just go to the Blackmores website for that? Is that the best place for people to go to for that, Richard? Yeah, yeah you can do that or, or to sydneyrunningfestival.com.au, so either of those places. And for people to get um, on board with the Special Olympics and to try and um, assist with uh, the promotion of that, I know that you know at the front of our post office is usually people selling little badges and I'll, I'll buy some little badges and, and that donates to the Special Olympics. But this is a really big, important thing. How can people um, help with the, with the funding of the Special Olympics to get athletes across to the next, the next um, Games? Uh, look, I, I think I think one thing one thing you can do is you can is you can donate through the Blackmores uh, through the Blackmore Sydney Running Festival through our own our own team. We're raising raising money for Special Olympics. Otherwise, nice. otherwise go to the you know go to the Special Olympics uh, website and get and get involved. I mean, it's not it's not just money. It's also uh, it's also time and time and commitment that they uh, that they need. But we're certainly uh, as well as as well as um, you know kind of engaging with the athletes. So we've got uh, Chris Bunsen, who's a Gold medal gymnast um, running our training our training programs for the um, uh, for the for the running festival this year, and we've got uh, we've got eleven athletes actually taking part in the run with us. Um, so as well as doing that engagement, we're also we're also as a team raising money um, uh, for Special Olympics and you know, you know through our through sponsorship of our own our own runs. So oh, um, so people can get engaged by doing that as well. Oh, it's really great. It's uh, it's it's great. Um, I made a mind, Jack. But actually, was, if you really, if you really want to make a difference, yes. come, come and run, and and you've still got time. Get get uh, get call out to your uh, your um, friends and social media followers, and uh, and and raise money for Special Olympics. I think you'll get across to that one, Bredo. Well, what about a team, Damo? You and I, and we'll invite a whole bunch of our wellness couch followers to come along, and we'll have a bit of a wellness couch team doing the half marathon. What do you reckon? Sounds amazing to me. Sounds like a great <laughs> idea, Brett. It sounds like a great idea. Uh, we'll, I'll leave you in charge of organising that one, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, thank you so much for joining us on The Wellness Guys. It really has been a pleasure to have you uh, join us on our show, and we know that this information will open people's eyes as to the amazing things that Blackmores are doing in our community and, uh, and, and how much impact you are actually happening in in the change with diversity um, and inclusion in our society as well so keep up the great work thank you guys been my pleasure 
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au. And to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.